Have you ever been to a volcano when it was erupting? You're now listening to Super they a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Welcome to Super Hoopers. I am your host, Matt Hill. With me, as always, is my brother in basketball, John Hill. John, how you doing? Man, I am feeling great. <laughs> that's that's your new thing. You that's told me you, th- I you told, feel great. You told me you had a new thing for when I ask you how you're doing, and it's just you're feeling great. Well, I always feel. You know where I got that from? Where? Former Sixer CEO Pat Croce. He wrote oh, okay. a book called "I Feel Great." Oh, and he nice. says every time you, you talk to him, he has to, you have to say, I feel great. All right, well. And he used to run a radio show. And if people didn't, he would hang up on them. They didn't say that I feel great. <laughs> oh, so it's like a secret code. It's like a secret code, yeah. Yeah. No, but I feel extra great because, because uh, as you guys know, we started selling T-shirts. Oh, with the T-shirts. With the T-shirts. So check okay. this out. So we actually, we've, we've gotten great response. Things have been great. So such good mood that I've got a new thing we're going to do. Okay. When we tweet out the episode. Uh-huh. We want you to retweet it uh-huh. and talk about it, and we'll pick a random winner, and then we'll send you a shirt. You got to pick out whatever shirt. I will pay for it out of my own paycheck nice. and mail you that shirt. Wow, very generous of you. Yeah, so we'll pick a random one. The funnier, the better, because... Well, then it's not random. Yeah, well, I was going to say, this, <laughs> the thing is, the fix, the, is, the, fi- the fix might be in. I'm not okay. saying it, it, it's definitely What if it's in. me, John? If, the, I, if uh, I retweet it, do I, the, can I win a shirt? The fix might be in. Right, I'm just right. saying. I'm just, so. Well, we, 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 we've been talking for a while. We should introduce our guest, um, senior writer at Fox Sports, Andrew Lynch. Andrew, thanks so much for coming on the pod. I kind of wish I had held out for a t-shirt, honestly. Uh, yeah, you should have. Um, yeah, well, I look, mean, retweet it. Uh, retweet the one, his tweet, and you might get one, right? Yeah, I will figure out a way to have the funniest retweet. Um, there you I go. I think they're all kind of created equal. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> John's making value judgments over here. Yeah, fi- yeah. Fix is always in, guys. So, uh, so you. <laughs> What's up, Andrew? How are you doing? I am excellent. See, right. I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to the "I'm feeling great" theory. <laughs> you're you're off to, the podcast. Yeah, we're hanging need, up on you. All right, I, you just need to tell people right off the bat, I excel. So, you know, I'm excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this is sort of a weird time in the sports calendar. How are you? How are you dealing with it? I mean, are you finding enough stuff to write about? Yeah, I'm staying away from Snapchat. Um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of number one. Did you write about the Draymond Green? Uh, you know, it was unfortunate. I I was off shift, so um, no, I, I've avoided all things Draymond Green except how bad he's being in Team USA exhibitions. Because I don't know if you're watching the Olympics exhibitions. Doesn't look that great. This is a not so serious podcast about the NBA, so we don't actually watch any NBA. We, just, <laughs> no, that's fair. we, cover, um, we cover the soap opera be, around it. That's how everyone's going to treat the rest of the Team USA games. So, you know, no one's No, watching. I feel like I should be watching those games, but I, I honestly have no awareness of when they're on. If I mean, I guess when it gets to the Olympics, I'll probably start checking them out. Here's but. the last thing I'll say about Team USA, and we can get back to Draymond Green's penis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The only way anyone's watching Team USA this year is if they try to beat an opponent by a hundred points. That's that's all I have to oh, say. Oh, that's actually a good pitch. Ooh. Like they should be like they should say we're we're going out there, you know. Sorry, Nigeria, whoever they're playing, like you're our victim. We're trying to beat you by hundred. That yeah, that would be, make it interesting. Uh, be, yeah, back to Draymond. Okay. <laughs> yes. Did you did you look at the did you look at it? No, I've not seen it. So, I don't plan to see it. Um, I hope it doesn't become. 
and maybe this will date me a little bit. I hope it doesn't become the modern Rick roll. Like I don't, <laughs> no, I don't no, need no. like people being like, no. "Hey, you know, you should check out this article." Ha <laughs> ha, gotcha. That's Draymond's penis. No, I don't think. I think I think it's a little too, you know, crass did you, wait, for did that. You see it? Yeah, of course. Like <laughs> instantaneously. Really? Like see, I don't I, understand how you could not. Isn't like, the internet amazing? Yeah, I know. But it's like, I, I mean, I think. I, like you just come on the podcast, Andrew. I don't. I don't necessarily want to call you out, but I, you may be lying. Like to me, my first reaction was like, "Man, I got to see what he's packing." You know, like I feel like <laughs> that will enhance my ability to, you know, get into his psyche and know how he'll it's play. It's just doing your job. And I will say, he is an undersized power forward. Whoa! <laughs> wow! I just saw it today. An intern had it. I was like, "Hey, no, no, I got it. Someone sent it to me." Yeah, it was a little weird. Um. Yeah, John. Kind of, it's, 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 yeah, yeah. So uh, you it's, it's might back need to yeah, find a new intern. Yeah, you might just need to find a new intern. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did you like? What did you think about how he handled the situation, though? I mean, that's the thing, right? I'm not sure this is a novel thought, but it's amazing how far we've come as a society, where a dude can just be like. Oh shit! I just accidentally broadcast my dick to the entire world when I meant it for one person or maybe a dozen, um, and it's okay. Like he he comes out and he says I got hacked, and yeah. he's like, "Okay, come on, we all know that's not true. I just I, I fucked up," <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah." I but, mean, who hasn't been there? And we just kind of like yeah. we make jokes, but no one is really like. I mean, maybe Coach K throws a fit and doesn't start it. Damn it, the Olympic talk again. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I don't, there's no fallout. It's just, it's, you know, Draymond being Draymond, which is ridiculous. But, you know, that's where we are. Well, I think, I think it's, but I mean, I think it's a PR lesson in that, like, usually that's what happens when someone comes out there and just says, yep, I messed up. We all forget, as a society, we forgive them. It's when they, it's the cover ups always worse when they try to, like, play it off or, you know, do something else. Although I thought he should have maybe just claimed it wasn't his penis. And then gotten a tattoo on his penis to be like, see, my penis has a tattoo. Oh, like like, like tattoo a mole on yeah, it. Yeah, like and tattoo a like, mole. No. Yeah, see, it's not mine because mine's like this. But then wouldn't he have to send out that one? Uh, well, he'd have to show a judge or get like, get like an, <laughs> an expert, arbitrator, yeah, an arbitrator, <laughs> I, like a sign, yeah, like a, a notary. He could go to a notary, a notary republic, who could, a republic who could, you know, sign off on it. I'd call that a long con, but you'd know better than I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I also like to think that maybe it's actually not his penis. That there's just like a disembodied penis that's haunting. Yeah. Him. Did we do a Google search on that? Did, like anyone reverse images? <laughs> maybe it's just a stock penis. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a yeah, that's true. Maybe he's like, I don't actually want to send this girl my dick, but I'll send. I'll just find. Are there one. stock penis like, models? I feel like that's probably a Craigslist thing. Yeah, um, I feel like maybe we've talked a lot about this, maybe too much. But I happens. will say, and I will say, having looked at the penis, it's a very just average looking penis. Really? So it could I, be a stock penis. I thought it was really weird looking. Really? Yeah, the, it was like two toned. It was like really. I don't know. Maybe it's just the intern's photo. But <laughs> maybe she intern got it, putting maybe, it through different filters. Yeah, or, or maybe someone sent her a stock penis. Like, hey, check out Draymond's dick. But really, it was this other. I don't know. Who well, knows? I don't know. Who knows? So it's okay. So Andrew, you avoided avoided writing it. But like, how do you decide in this time period what to write about? Like, what are what are your? Do you get assigned stories, or is, is there stuff that you seek out? No, I, I mean, I try to plan ahead a little bit, you know, when there's something like, you know, Team USA games on the calendar, it's it's easier to come up with maybe a preview or, a you know, a, try and spinning it forward. I think trying to spin it forward is what I um, attempt with when I'm writing. Um, you can go ahead and edit this part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I you know, I think 
honestly, Twitter helps a lot because I want to know what arguments people are having. And mm. I, then I want to jump into it and I hopefully try to spin it forward a little bit. Um, you know, like Russell Westbrook is apparently negotiating an extension. It's like, so I'm not going to necessarily write report Russell Westbrook's negotiating extension. I'm going to try and do something on like, hey, does this make sense? Like, are the Thunder actually making the right move? And I know that's obvious, but like, that's the kind of stuff that people actually, the people are interested in. Well, that's the value added on the website writing. Like, if I just want to know about the extension, I can find that on Twitter. You can like, find I it would, on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 an alert on your phone. You're getting it somewhere else. You don't need to click on an article here. Uh, Derek Fisher today was a really good, like... The report comes out that Derek Fisher, you know, is is contemplating a comeback. Um, he posts a video to Facebook where he's like working out and he's all, you know, oh yeah, I'm back in game shape. It's like this is patently absurd. I mean, he's 42 like, years old. You're 42 years old. The <laughs> oldest player in the league last year was Andre Miller at 40. Uh-huh. Like you're two years older than that. You've been, you were a coach. You, you were awful. <laughs> His last three years, he was he may have cost the Thunder a championship. Atrocious. And you're like. So well, but he may be a better player now than a coach now. So well, that's, but that's the thing. Like, coaching takes every ounce of your focus. And I granted, with some of the shenanigans Fisher got into, maybe yeah, he not, wasn't that focused. Yeah, focused but on you're things. not thinking about like how to snake a double team in the pick and roll when you're coaching. You're maybe you're involved with that a little bit as you're trying to teach that to your players. But you have player development coaches for that. You're not you're not out there trying to tell Jose Calderon how to run a pick and roll. Um, so he's just, he's not thinking like a player anymore. And then there's the whole Matt Barnes thing. Like what team in the league is going to be like, yeah, you know, we have reporters in our locker room every day. Let's bring Derek Fisher in and have them, have them ask him a question on the very first day about Matt Barnes. Uh, have you heard about the Kings? (laughs) <laughs> I, feel, I feel like they're the one team that would, that would sign him yeah they're like, great great yeah great let's uh let's let's make this i would make, but isn't matt barnes actually on the kings is he <laughs> i think i think he signed with the kings i would i was just oh, about I'd to, love I, to do it i would make <laughs> do, it, do it vivek i would make demarcus cousins murdering Derek fisher an odds on favorite like, <laughs> <laughs> so do you have like a quota like how do you decide how much do you have to write a week or uh, I don't know. It's uh, just, so you could just not turn in a story all week. I would probably be fired pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, how hypothetically, many, this is America. How, how, how many weeks? That. How many weeks do you think you could go before getting fired? <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend. Every, I could probably pull a week and a half. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, and then, um, but no, I think it's really just a matter of like I see on a daily basis what kind of traffic I'm doing and like relative to the rest of the people. And frankly, that's a big scoreboard to me, and I want to win. So, okay, so yeah. like, it really is just like that kind of motivation. But how do you balance like writing ha. for like for <laughs> for clicks or for traffic versus writing, you know, for quality content? Uh, I, I mean, the the company man response is you always try to do both, right? Uh, so why why can't it be both? Why can't? But the, I mean, I, I it's, ma- you know, you got to eat your vegetables to have dessert. I right. think there's a certain, and uh, just internally, there's a certain number that I'm trying to hit in terms of clicks in a day. And I th- if I think I'm on pace for that, then that gives me a little le- more leeway to do the kinds of things that I want to do. Um, I wrote a piece recently that I was really proud of. I was in Las Vegas for the Summer League. Oh, yeah. And I just kind of I, – I didn't actually attend Summer League much because it's Summer League. And who wants to be in the Thomas and Mac gym for 12 hours a day, 10 straight days? 
masochists, bloggers. That's who. <laughs> but but yeah. but is there anywhere else better in Vegas though? I'm not. A big yeah, person. there okay, are right. dive bars in Henderson and in North Vegas okay. where you've got locals hanging out at three o'clock in the afternoon on a work day. Nice. Uh, yeah, my people. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I mean, so I want obviously the NHL is going to Vegas. There's all this talk. Oh, about you re- wrote that piece? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that was like the. Um, you know how the locals felt about the new NHL. Team. How yeah? How would the how do Vegas locals really care about professional sports coming to Vegas? Because the NHL team is on the way. There's all this talk potentially about the Raiders. They've they've got I think nine proposed sites um, that the Raiders could potentially build a stadium in Vegas. So yeah, I mean I I grew up not far outside of Vegas, and I so I I'm very familiar with the city. And I, I just kind of went to bars, like I said, on the outskirts in Henderson and North Vegas and East Vegas and Summerlin, places most people don't go because they're, you know, 10 miles away from the strip. And was like, hey, I'm Andrew Lynch. I work for Fox Sports. Can I buy you a beer and ask you what you think about sports? And my null hypothesis going in was that these people were not going to care. Vegas, I mean, to my... It's a transplant city. Yeah. It's, At least like, that's my perception. People are very... People work at nights. People work on the weekends mm. because yeah, it's an industry sure. city. Uh, you know, there's a reason Monday and Tuesday are industry nights because, and they, you know, because that's the nights that locals have off. These people were rabid. They want professional sports. It's incredible. Um, so yeah, I mean, it didn't do that well in traffic, but people tended to read to the bottom of it, which is always a good feeling. And yeah, it was. Not, I mean, I was fortunate that I was afforded the leeway to to kind of take on a piece like that and you know that's probably 36 hours of you know research where research means drinking with people (laughs) (laughs) with vegas locals at 3 3 p.m yep shout out hunter s thompson (laughs) and and yeah but at the same time i was doing you know pieces on how d'angelo russell was playing in summer league knowing that a lakers fan base is going to eat that up and is going to give me the overhead to do a piece that you know was that I actually wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, and people will remember that piece. I mean, I remember that piece. And I, Thank you. you know, it's it's a question that people have often wondered, and you answered it very well, but also just going forward, like what is the viability of Las Vegas as a sports town for other other sports, for basketball, which is the one I care about. Like if they got a basketball team, could they support it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the people there were, I mean, it's Vegas. I had one guy tell me, and it's in the story. He's like, you know, you gotta, you have to offer people a local discount because every everywhere in Vegas, there's a locals discount. <laughs> like, if I bring my Nevada ID, my Nevada driver's license, I get in cheaper than the average person. That's just how Vegas works, and I think that you can make that happen. And my take is, you market the team, be it NBA, NFL, NHL, whatever it might be internationally it's already a city that's flying in people especially from southeast asia just in droves and i think that there's if they end up building the the nhl arena where they would have an nba team is already right on the strip so the nfl stadium would likely be right by the strip or right by the airport i think you sell packages where you know they're in conjunction with the casinos and you say we will fly you direct to mccarran airport you get in a limousine you go to your suite you go gamble we take you from there and you know on the back streets to the game afterward you've got your suite oh by the way in those suites just those suites we've got gambling we've got baccarat <laughs> we've got blackjack yeah. nothing sports gambling related right right but gambling right. yeah yeah and then oh, we'll man, take you from there amazing. to restaurants you... 
you put a premium on those packages and then you sell cheap seats to the locals to fill out the rest of the stadium. Yeah. yeah. And like th- these are like these are conversations that I'm having with Vegas locals and they're like, yeah, that's that's we would do that in a heartbeat. So, I, you know, I think that's always the question is, does it make economic sense? I think it does. Um, I think especially in the day and age of StubHub and, you know, resale markets. People in Vegas were all about buying season ticket packages, splitting them with their friends that work different nights, different weekends. So yeah, I you know I'm biased because I talked to, you know I talked to 50 people, and granted for my sample that was pretty significant because maybe two came out against the idea of mm. professional sports in Vegas, but it's still only 50 people, um, and those 50 people are going to paint my my perspective my perception of things. With that said, I I think Vegas is craving that identity as a real city, and for better the population and population is high enough now. Yeah, where... and for better and for worse, that's on one of the hallmarks is having professional sports. I think I think your point about the international sales is is a great one because it's like you look at a team like the Houston Rockets that has basically marketed themselves marketed themselves very well in China, where it's like they're basically China's team. It seems like to me. I mean, I'm not an expert, you know. You could do something similar with the Vegas team, where if you make it every country's team, and when those people come here, because when when tourists come to the U.S., Vegas is one of the cities they all want to see. At least my friends from abroad. It's like San Francisco, Vegas, and New Orleans. Those are the big cities they want to go to. Um, yeah, and so they go there. Oh, I'll go there and I'll check out. You know, the team I've been following for all these years uh, from abroad. One of the fa- one of my favorite statements from one of the Vegas locals was. We sell out Britney Spears 50 nights out of the year. We can do an NBA team 41 <laughs> times. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's true. true. Um, all right. So we, the other big news of the week was there was this LinkedIn profile uh, that was supposed to be Tim Duncan's. It turned out, I mean, I'm so gullible. I thought I it was know. real. I, I broke it. I to am going to go to my grave believing it's real. <laughs> if that makes me gullible, so be it. But well, I like to have some whimsy in my But life. there was like a, it was like tweeted out by like a reputable reporter who said it was real. So I was like, well, this guy's like a serious, it'd be like if Mark Stein said it's real. I'd be like, well, I guess, and I'm like reading it. I'm like, well, this doesn't seem real. But like that guy who was like, I believe, and now forever, I'm going to like hate that reporter who tweeted it out. Actually, I should have beefed with him. He should have been my beef this week. Yeah, Matt, Matt emailed me. He's like, yeah, no, it's great. And then uh, we should do something. And I was like, wait, Matt, you know that's fake. Right? <laughs> I know. It and he was like, what? <laughs> I got an email back. Just, well, oh, on the Reddit thread, too, like the top comments on Reddit, like no one was calling it fake. Usually like the first thing is like fake, you know, so. Was it? I thought it was pretty obvious. I mean, yeah. I, I, <laughs> look, when I read it, I was like, this seems really fake, but that dude said it was real. So, yeah, the, the fakest dude on part. on the internet said it was real. The fakest part was where Duncan says, uh, I played and excelled at basketball. Like, Duncan would never, like, <laughs> no. toot his own horn. Like, no, he would no, never no, no. be like, yeah. I'm dope like that. Gotta tell people that you excel. Yeah. Just <laughs> uh, but, anyways, I prepared some, uh, some LinkedIn profiles for you guys, or basically just one line excerpts from uh, oh, okay. LinkedIn profiles. So you got into the NBA LinkedIn. I hacked in. I hacked, hacked into in. the database. You got in. I Mr. Roboted it. Okay. And, uh, yeah. You and your Russian operatives. Yeah, I got I got some ones. All right? So see if you can guess the player. Okay, we're going right? to... Okay, so you're going to read them off and we're going to I'll read them guess. off and you can guess the player. All right? Sounds good. First one. Innovator in the field of ear interfacing. Mr. Lance Stevenson. There you go. Ooh. Oh, nice, nice, nice. That was good. I didn't get that at first. Uh, highly motivated to move to a top organization. Will forego financial security for the right title. Oh. My Celtics followers will hate me if I say Al Horford. So, Kevin Durant. 
God, it's who's chasing titles? Who's, who's the biggest ring chaser Ooh, in the league oh, right oh, now? Oh, oh, David West. Yeah, David yeah. West. That guy. I'm still saying Kevin Durant. <laughs> bigger, <laughs> bigger ring chaser yeah. than I, I wrote the quiz. <laughs> uh, all right. Invented using strategic indecision to disrupt competitors. Whoa. This one's rough. This one's read, rough. Read that again. Invented using strategic indecision to disrupt competitors. I'll just give it to you. Is this like JaVale McGee? It's, uh, <laughs> in my head, it's, it, it's uh, DeAndre Jordan. Because you know, <laughs> him signing with the Mavs and then not signing with the Mavs really hurt them. Right. Yeah, okay. uh, adaptive, easily make friends with coworkers, but can roll with any punches that come my way. Steven Adams. Uh, Blake Griffin? This is this is not an NBA player, but as someone with the NBA, associated with the NBA. Oh, well then it's uh, Matias Testi. Okay, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, 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 the trainer with the Clippers. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah, he's not with the Clippers anymore. Yeah, you'll hop on the podcast. Yeah, Matias. <laughs> hey, Matias, if <laughs> Matias. you're out there, yeah. you want to come on the pod? Well, you know, come on. Or, or if you want to right around this? the corner from the Clippers facility. You oh, really? Where, yeah, he, yeah, he knows where it is. Yeah, just come on over here instead. Of, well, I mean, you're not going to Clippers facility anymore. Um, all right, last one. Ability to multitask, can screen and move feet at the same time. Very flexible, high kicker, mediocre penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andrew Bogut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we talk a little Suns? You're a big Suns fan. I am always willing to talk Suns. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually really excited for the Suns. I kind of like their draft. Is that just your Sixers excitement bleeding over into everything else? Yes, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> like, hey, Joel Embiid can walk. I love everything. Yeah, yeah. Joel Embiid can dunk on a five foot six uh, white guy. So, so the future's bright. <laughs> I, future's br- I mean, we basically I love, we basically love, won the championship. I love that guy in the videos with him, where it's just like <laughs> he's not he's not he, he might as well not be there. Sometimes he's like standing in the corner, yeah, just being like dunk. He won't even move. <laughs> like Joel Embiid will just do like the spin move that like. Would not be effective if the defense could move their feet, you know? But, uh, no, he does look great, though, John. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank You've you. successfully turned I a did uh, Sun did segment it, into a Sixer segment. No. Yeah. Um, um, but the Suns, what do you... What happened last year? Why They were supposed to be way better than that, right? Mm, I mean, it kind of was the fallout from, the, yeah, the Isaiah Thomas, Goran Dragic situation. Uh, the, the Suns had to hit the reset button. Like, they, they got too good too quick. And that kind of screwed expectations in Hornacek's first year. And, yeah, um, so they're rebuilding again. And by the grace of the basketball gods, they, I think they nailed this draft. I agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dragon Bender. Love him. Yeah. Love, love Bender. I, you know, I think to an extent he, you know, he was up and down at Summer League. I watched a lot of Suns while I was there. They were one of the few teams I watched regularly. And like Bender with the ball is spectacular. You just don't expect to see a seven-footer move like that. Mm-hmm. And especially a seven-footer that's got like who's gonna bulk up significantly. He's not like Kevin Durant, who's just like, okay, yeah, KD, like kind of makes sense that you'd have guard skills. Bender, it's there's something different. Um he just couldn't finish. Like he, <laughs> yeah. he, he had a very rough go of Finishing at the rim, uh, taking jump shots. I think one summer league game, he was one for nine from three. Um, on the other hand, he was firing away, so that's great. I think a lot of it is going to be adding that strength and getting better at finishing at the rim. Eventually, he's got to stop 
getting to the block and then kind of doing a one-legged fadeaway and he just needs to go through people to the rim. He'll get there. He's the youngest player yeah, in the draft. 18? Yeah, I think he's really he, he, he might be 19 Nine, now, yeah. but yeah, he's the youngest player in the draft, even younger than Brandon Ingram. Um I I think he's going to be a very good player. His defensive instincts look good. Uh, he goes up vertically every time, which is huge. Um the Suns are going to have question, you know, they have to figure out whether Alex Len is going to play significant minutes next season, whether they're just going to kind of give up on that experiment where Tyson Chandler fits into things. Got a lot of questions in the front court rotation, but you have to give Bender as many minutes as possible because he's going to be very good. Uh, they, they got a lot of criticism for their handling of the Amari Sotomayor situation. Do you think that was fair? Or? No. Uh, I mean, I, I wrote a little bit about it and I pointed out that, yeah, maybe Amari certainly comes off as the, the sympathetic figure in that story, the way he tells it. Yeah, the it. way he tells it, because I think what he really wanted from the Suns was a year contract, That's right? exactly what he wanted, and he would have wanted playing time. And yeah. as yeah. we're just talking about Bender and That's Len, the worst thing and, possible. Yeah, <laughs> they just they didn't have it. If he were, you know, a veteran leader type who just wanted to come and be in the locker room, great. There's also, like, his agent said that, well, we reached out to them a couple of years ago, and we haven't really talked to him in any serious talks since then so really just leaves you wondering it's like samari just kind of speaking off the cuff and mentioned the sons and mm. you know it kind of got away from the story you know the story got away from us um i don't it's not the best look in the world the optics of it are certainly bad but i think Amari retiring as a Nick is fine. He's he's going to go into the Hall of Fame with the Suns. Like yeah, they'll retire his number two. Yeah, he's going like, to go into the Ring of Honor. And he's he said at the very bottom of the piece in that original report that he hopes the Suns reach out and he would love to you know be around the organization in the future. It's going to be tough to do that from Jerusalem for the next two years. <laughs> but when he comes back, when yeah, he comes back, yeah. the off season. Does he live in Phoenix in the off season, or does he live in New York? He probably lives in New York. I have no idea. The, he uh, lives in a giant tub of red wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a floating bubble of red wine. What is your assessment of the GM Ryan McDonough? Because he's a guy I can't figure out. Where he seems to draft really well. I mean, we mentioned Dragon Bender, and obviously last draft Devin Booker. Great, uh, I love Booker. perhaps the third best player from that draft. Um, but he, Eulis, right? Yeah, and Eulis I mean, looks good. They look pick. legit. Yep. But at the same time, he seems to make really obvious mistakes. Like the uh, when he traded Marcus Morris, that to me seemed ridiculous. Like why would you trade one of the Morris twins without having a plan to immediately trade the other one? And then also trading away that Lakers pick uh, seemed ridiculous to me too. The Lakers pick is indefensible, <laughs> period. Uh, I like McDonough. I think he's a very smart guy who has had a couple of different plans because his first plan didn't work. And that was the, mm. the two point guard system and, you know, trying to kind of run a dribble drive motion offense and for personality reasons, because Thomas and Dragic clashed, it just, it didn't work. And rather than double down on that and try it again, I think he recognized that those two players were unique talents and that was a unique situation. And he, he went a different direction and tried a more traditional rebuild that they're going through now. And to, to Robert Sarver's credit, I think he's giving McDonough the leeway to make mistakes, learn from them and try something different. Now, if he 
if there's another reset in the Suns near future, I McDonough probably doesn't make it through that. Mm. Uh, but I, I think he, like I said, I think he's a smart guy who can grow into being very good at the job. But can you explain that that Marcus Moore? Like, what is the rationale? Like, they were trying to they were trying to sign Marcus Aldridge. They right, but try- you must they must have known if they trade Marcus, it's going to piss Markeith off. And like, did they? Yeah, I think. I just think, seemed. I know this is ridiculous, but I think the Markeith Morris situation looked worse publicly than it was. To some degree, that's just who Markeith is. And even when he was happy, he was going to be throwing towels in his coach's face. That's just like, it's the kind of, pl- I mean. That's just what you're getting. You know, I'm not not here to slander anyone, but the man has had certain oh, no, no, law no. enforcement. Like, s- slander away. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, no. by, look, by any, by all, no. by yeah, all no. accounts, I, everything floating out there. Yeah. Like, he doesn't seem like a high character guy. Right. No, he's I a mean, horrible that's, person so, from it's, Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I can speak, I yeah, can yeah, say he is a horrible person. So do you think, like, I think maybe, I think, because I, I do think McDonough seems very intelligent and seems like a very good GM. And I, I I guess what it seems like to me is, like, he traded Marcus knowing he was trading Markeith, and it just took him a while to find the right deal. Like, he just... And I think they, they got a hell of a deal for him. Yeah, no, they did. They did. And I guess, apparently, um, I forget what podcast I was listening to, but... I think it was the... Uh, was it the Super Hoopers? No, it was the you Super Hoopers. It was reported, it was reported on was this reported one. reported breaking news. No, but like apparently the idea with the... Uh, when they fired Hornacek and they brought Earl Wanted in, like Earl Wanted basically said like, look, play really well for two weeks and we'll trade you. And that's when he turned it on and they were able to get enough value where they could where they could make the trade. Shout out Earl Watson. I think he's going to be a pretty solid head coach. Yeah, yeah I think he I has... He has like that Phil Jackson, like able to, seems like able to manage the personalities and inspire people, which I mean, we just saw how important that was with Ty Lue, where it's like they fire Blatt, Ty Lue comes in and, you know, they, they want a title. Well, here's a question. If you were the GM going forward, what would you like to see the Suns do? Because you got a lot of guards, right? You got a couple too many big men. Like, well, like let's say in a perfect world, how would you shake this out? Like, who would you trade? Who would you? Trade Brandon Knight for a ham sandwich. Okay, great. And then <laughs> don't fuck up the rest of it. Okay. Could you let Eric Bledsoe and Devin Booker continue to develop? See if Marcus Chris is gonna be anything. I mean, I, I was I was sweating bullets when there was the talk of them taking him with the fourth pick. I taking him a few spots after that. I loved. Yeah. He's got a long way to go, uh, but he's got a lot of talent and he's got a lot of potential. So, um, you know how important potential is. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> but That's all I, I got. You, know, you said trade Brandon Knight for for a sandwich, but I think maybe you should trade him for the Lakers pick. John, do you think Philly would be into that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, let me think about that. Maybe you won't be into it, but I think Brian. You might be able to talk Brian Colangelo into oh, that. Yeah, do you need yeah, a veteran yeah. point yeah, guard? Do you also need like a, a 2008 Lexus because uh, he runs a Lexus dealership. <laughs> does he really, Brian Colangelo? No, Matt. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he looks, way I don't passed. know. He looks like he could. <laughs> no, Matt. I want to. Pa- I want to put it past the Colangelo. Did you read his LinkedIn? I did. I did. <laughs> His LinkedIn is just like skills, son of Jerry. Ah, you know what? I <laughs> actually wrote that. Yeah. That was going to be one, but you went with it. Do you? Should we play seven seconds or less? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this is a game that. So you got your list. I got. I got my questions. John, you have a few questions I've too. I've got a couple. We're just going to fire questions at you, Andrew, and you have to answer in uh, seven seconds or less. My questions are all from this great Reddit thread where 
it's two players and you have to pick, you know, which one you prefer. Excellent. Okay. Uh, all right. And I'll tell you if you're right or wrong, by the way. Excellent. <laughs> okay. All right. First one, uh, Kawhi or, or Paul George? Kawhi. You're right. Uh, Dame Lillard or John Wall? Lillard. Correct. Prime <laughs> Dirk or Prime Wade? Dirk. Yep. Prime Shaq or Prime Hakeem? That one sucks. Hakeem. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, you're right again. Uh, Duncan or Garnett? Duncan. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> AD or Cat? Cat. Oh, my God. You're 100% on this. <laughs> All right. Klay uh, Thompson or LaMarcus Aldridge? Klay Thompson. Ooh, wow. I think I may have found my basketball soulmate. <laughs> you are. You are I'm 100. I thought you. Okay, James Harden or Stephen Adams, Jeremy Lamb, Kevin Martin, or Mitch McGarry. Give me the poo poo platter. Boom. Oh my god. 100. percent Wow. There's not even. There's not even. There's not a single disagreement. I thought we were gonna have like a nice fight, but uh, I am with you a thousand percent on all of those. Oh my god. All right, ready. Here's my question. I got one question. Ready? Seven seconds. You have to name. As many WWE finishing moves as you can. Ready? Go. Stunner, sweet chin music, mandible claw, pedigree, frog splash, shooting star press, uh, scorpion deathlock, scorpion death drop, sharpshooter. Uh, ooh, got it. I think he got. I think he got uh, nine. Nine. Okay. Strong. That's strong. Pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty those, good. You, you don't know. You also I did just WWE. rank the top twenty-five finishers in WWE history on FoxSports.com. Google it. Yeah. See, see <laughs> or Bing it if that. I don't even <laughs> sure. Yeah. Great article. Oh Great article. man, see that tie-in? I thought. I mean, I thought. I, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of at a loss here because I thought we would get some discussion out of the, uh, <laughs> out of, out of the, the, this player or that player. But me and Andrew, 100 percent agree. All right. Let's do. Let's do. Get at me, dog. Get uh, at me dog. Andrew, oh. if you're not familiar, John and I tweeted NBA players. We try to get a response. This week it's Jared Dudley, who apparently is a good friend of yours. I mean that's probably strong, but yeah, Jared. I've interviewed Jared a few times. Um, What's he? Is he as great as we all think he is? He's literally the greatest. He's, he's amazing, he's amazing. On podcasts. Jared, Like when the Suns re-signed Jared Dudley, I was joking with a fellow Fox Sports writer who's a Suns fan, and he asked me before free agency started. He's like, "What's the perfect free agency period for you with Phoenix?" It's like, I mean, short of them signing LeBron James, bringing Jared Dudley. Back. Whoa, whoa, hey, <laughs> LeBron's still out there. That's don't okay, don't give up yet. I wrote that article. What, <laughs> no, did, did really? Why is LeBron James still why a free agent? It, I think it's, because he can be. Like, I no, mean, no, it's not I, complicated. I people clear, don't click on the article. I think it's clear leverage. <laughs> like, he's he's uh, he's not signing because he's trying to get Jr. Smith a deal. I I think it's Jr. and I think it's you know holding the Cavs' feet to the fire and just letting them know who really holds the power. Oh. He he hates Dan Gilbert and he will yeah. do everything he can to tweak Dan Gilbert. I think there's also you know you keep seeing what the NBA landscape is like. There's not going to be any major changes, but see who maybe is willing to take a veteran minimum deal. Is Ray Allen interested in coming to Cleveland? Yeah. I mean, do you think he, but do you think he just keeps signing one year deals? And then I think he signs one more one year deal. I mean, the, the math is complicated. There's the whole, you know, with the bird rights and everything, he, you know, he's can get the five year max, but he's got to wait another year or whatever it is. Yeah, I think he signs probably one more one-year deal, and then he takes the money and you know becomes the highest-paid player in the league. Finally, I also am real like it's not going to happen, but I'm really intrigued to see what happens with the next labor negotiations. If owners are really 
as angry as they suppose as there is as being reported about Kevin Durant joining the Warriors and super teams, there's an easy solution to that. You take away the max salary and you allow players to be paid whatever. LeBron James would be paid a lot of money under that CBA, and he's vice president of the Players Union. Yeah. I mean, I so, think I, I think the players won't go for that, but um, I think I think we'll see something along the lines of maybe you get one player that's not counted towards the cap, or you know the max you can offer goes up to like forty-five or fifty percent of the cap. Um, but anyways, we're talking about Jared Dudley, indeed, Sorry. your friend. <laughs> I mean, you probably you the second best player in the league behind. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, Le- yeah, LeBron Junior. as he's known. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you actually didn't participate because you said it would be unfair because yeah, conflict of interest. he would have definitely tweeted you back. Um, so my tweet to Jared Dudley, I said, at Jared Dudley, my little bro, John Hill, just got into the NBA. He loves you on podcasts, but doesn't think you can actually ball. Set him straight. I'm talking about you, John. I know. I know. It <laughs> threw me for a loop. Yeah. I thought it was a little nefarious because now I felt weird writing him because it was like, you had already <laughs> taken my glory. Right. And now I can't come with something weird. I'd be like, wait a minute. What's going on here? What's going on? Is these, he really these, like, what's... Are these guys like, playing some sort of Twitter game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playing some game? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, I was... A, I was kind of offended and I was, but then I was like you know I kind of yeah, respect that because you kind of threw it's me games off and ship. Like, the, yeah. you, the point the only point scored you yeah you picked the guy you knew he was responding to all these tweets and then you tweeted him about that subject well yeah so mm-hmm. I mean like I'm just innovating within the rules of the game alright all right, well how did it work out for you I, did, I didn't get anything back yet <laughs> yet <laughs> All right, so you know what? I, I now that I know that Andrew here is a good friend, maybe I'll just bring Andrew into it and tweet something. Oh, they should be like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I met hey. Andrew Lynch. He said you're a nice guy." Yeah, he said you're a nice guy. Hey, do you know the Andrew play Lynch? Play is simple, guys. You ask him if he's bringing JMZ back to the Suns. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh man, that's good. All right, well, I actually i had I had one draft. Uh, I showed Andrew, and he said, "Probably don't tweet that." <laughs> <laughs> well what was it you so share? You can't, it you was can't. i was struggling and it went uh so his name is at jared dudley 619 uh-huh so i said 619 question mark question mark that's only one away from hashtag nice that's a 69 joke jared uh-huh. <laughs> that's good what, what? I, was, I mean he I, definitely would I not have responded that. but I, I did feel a little icky because I, I don't want to do anything weird to people. You know, like I wouldn't go up to him and say that in person. And I do feel like he was nice. So I took your advice and you said, well, he's the nicest guy. So I wrote, this was my tweet. You ever retweet fans? <laughs> oh. Now my nice. play is that he's going to write back like, nope. Or something funny like uh-huh. that. Or favorite. He'll just favorite. Or just favorite or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So I just sent it out. We'll see. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. It. Yeah, but we're all right, all right. We're still we say that every week. Oh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Maybe during the weekend. So far, and shout out Baron Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out B Diddy. Still got hashtag blessed. All right. We you know it's we're getting towards the end of the podcast. You know we we have shout outs and beefs, but before that, oh, okay. Uh, maybe we should take a little trip to Take City. Whoa, <laughs> Take City. All right, Andrew. The way this works is <laughs> I will offer up. A hot take, and then you have to guess whether or not I actually believe the hot take I just said. All right, you ready? 
I'm feeling pretty confident after the seven seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Means, okay, all right. I am going to bomb the fuck out <laughs> of this. All right, this so let's play. Let's play some yeah. take. I wish I could stand up for this, but all right, here we go. <laughs> Matt was doing push-ups earlier. Yeah. This. Yeah. Just all right, Andrew. Let me tell you something about these modern athletes. They're ruining the profession of the athlete. Today's players have found ways to gain an advantage, and it's called. Oh, let me tell you about it. It's called clean living. I got some facts for you about uh, your your boy LeBron James. He sleeps 14 hours a day. He eats healthy, doesn't abuse drugs or alcohol. Look, in my day, back in my day, that kind of lifestyle would get you beat up. And let's talk about social media, okay? Social media has ruined casual sex for these guys. Like they're looking for girls on Twitter and the Instagram, and then they, they DM them, whatever that is, and that gets out. Well, you ever heard about that in the 90s, okay? You never heard about that. You want to know why? These guys got girls by just going outside. You ever try that, today's player? You're a giant chiseled stud. Try walking around and see what happens, okay? And let's talk about these dick pics. Back in the day, Larry Bird took tons of pictures of his dick, all right? But you never heard about it because he sent them to groupies via a little social media network called the US Post Office, all right? So let me just review here. If you're a professional athlete, no drinking, no drugs, no discreet casual sex. Well, I say no thanks. A professional athlete is the worst job ever and they have themselves to blame. You Whoa, absolutely believe that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I got, you know what? I do. I do. I do. And let me cuz I'm kind of serious, dude. Like these guys are so clean living now. Like they they have the sleeping with the and they eat super healthy cuz they have to. It's like cuz it's like a competitive advantage. Like it sounds like so much work. And it's like you can't just hook up with any girl. Like you have to get her to sign an NDA before you hook up with her. It's it's a rough job. I won't <laughs> speak to the latter point, but on, uh, that's their business. But on the former point, it's true. I mean, it like it literally gets into topics of like workplace conduct and like how much can your employer know about your life outside of the office? And like, yeah, it's these guys are now on the job 24 um, seven. So while I might not agree with the delivery, I, I too agree with the take. <laughs> <laughs> but you read about like the 70s, like in the ABA. Like there's a famous 70s story where there's, there's teams like fighting. They have, you know, there's all this infighting, right? The coach, he gets them all in the hotel room together. And he's like, all right, guys, I know there's been a lot of problems. So we're going to hear, we're going to, we're going to solve it all tonight. And he just lets in a bunch of hookers. Like he just <laughs> hired a bunch of hookers for the team. And they just had an orgy, and it fixed things. Now, I'm not saying that's Wait, what, what I want. What story is this? This is, this is a legitimate story from a book I read. I forget what book, but and I forget. I don't, don't, you know, <laughs> don't, don't quote me on it or anything, but I heard it somewhere. I'm Should pretty sure the LinkedIn? jailblazers didn't play in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Look, maybe I saw a video of that, John. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, there's the HBO did, did doc- documentary. Did Draymond send you that video? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's probably... Anyways, Wait, I don't... Wait, are you also like, implying that players don't drink, do drugs, and have promiscuous sex? No, I'm saying... Like, are, we, I'm, are we excluding marijuana as a drug? Well, well, I mean, like they all smoke weed, but it's like yeah. that's not a drug. But look, I don't know, I don't know the, I don't know the actual habits of these guys, but I would, I would wager they drink a lot less than the players in the past, except James Harden, except James Harden, and except J.R. Smith. Yeah, <laughs> there's some throwback. Players. There's some, there's some throwback players, but like, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, it's so competitive. Like, if you want a competitive advantage, you have to, you know, really yeah. regulate what I you agree. put in your body. And so maybe in the off season they drink, a, you know, they drink a lot or drink, you know, but. You know, I think like Larry Bird used to have like beers all the time. That's true. That's and true. he would take pictures but of I'm, his penis I'm all the time. Yeah, and send it to the <laughs> <Yeah>. mail. <laughs> 
Do you think he even put it on an envelope or just put like a stamp on the back of it? That's <laughs> a picture. Oh, just man. wrote the address on the Polaroid. Look, it was definitely a Polaroid, look, right? I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, I will be honest. The first like picture of penis I saw was a Polaroid like on the street. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, I, I love like, Las Vegas. I was like, yeah, what? And I this I grew up in the hard streets of Orange County. A pole, me and my friends were skateboarding. We're like, holy crap! And it was like, but it was like a picture of like these like couple, like clearly just a couple, like just going at it, like a series of pictures. Like there was a bunch of them. We found. Oh, them, it was like, like a all, personal. Yeah, we found. Oh. Then we like there was like a trail of them, and then it was like us, like you know, twelve year olds, like fighting over who got to take these Polaroids <laughs> home. Uh, oh my god! Which it, historic NBA player's penis would you like to see? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, uh, Will, man. Yeah, still. Right, I was gonna actually. Say. That that's a nice segue. All right. <laughs> okay. So this is the part. Of, this is the part of the podcast. This is the part of the podcast where we we do beefs, we do shoutouts, we just relax. My first beef is with NBA reporters. As usual, we always beef in with the always NBA reporters. Reporter, yeah. But here's the thing. You asked me about these dongs. <laughs> so it came out. I've been sorry, Lynch. This, sorry, look, it's the off season. All right, it's the off season. We could talk about just talking about dudes. dudes dong. Look, yeah. I, maybe that's we just change the podcast. Too. Um, so, but just just this past week, we had the, the Snapchat, right? But also, there was another podcast. Uh, Jason Williams was on the Cookies podcast. Um, and he spent a good five minutes talking about Manute Bowles penis. <laughs> and on the NBA Reddit, like there was a good, there's a whole thread about Scottie Pippen's penis. And it was like, I, I mean, I don't know what my beef is, but it's just like, <laughs> I feel like either, like don't, don't tease us with just a few dick stories. Like either give us the whole lay of the land. Let us know like who's, cause you know, they're, they're in the locker room, they're changing. Let us know the whole like uh, Linnaeus system of, 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 of the players or don't talk any about it. Like I don't even want, I don't really want to think about it, but it, but like once you put it in my head, you tell me all the stories about Manute Manu, Manu, Bull and Scotty Pippen. Like now I'm wondering about all the other players. You just said, don't tell me about it. We just spent an hour talking about it. I don't want to know, but look, once, like, that's, that's my point. It's like, oh, okay. you can't just tell me Manute Bull had, like, the hugest, like, a two foot long penis. But, so you need evidence. No, no, I, no, no, I'm just <laughs> saying, so like, tell me, like, all of them, you know? Like, like, this should be, like, the, this should be a beat. Like, this should be an NBA beat. It's just beat. like a section on basketball yeah, it's just reference. Like, it's just, oh, it's just okay. penis beat. Like, oh, I got it. I got right, it. All right. All right. All right. You yeah, can't yeah. just be, like, Couple stories here or there. We need a whole NBA penis Reddit. Right, subreddit. right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think. I think that's the conclusion that we've come come to about your sexuality, man. I'm not sure if you know what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, Can't right. Wait till you right. listen to this one back. Oh god, um, I have to edit this one too. Oh my god. Well, I'll just cut it all out. I'll just make myself look like a normal human being. Um, <laughs> Shout out to uh, uh, the Zach Lowe podcast. Had Jack McCallum on there. It was just a great podcast. Like Jack McCallum, famous NBA writer. Is he a hero of yours, uh, Andrew? He wrote the book on the Suns. Yeah, the Seven yeah. Seconds or Less book. Uh, classic book. Uh, did you read his Dream Team book by any chance? Yes, sir. What did you think? Uh, I mean, Jack is. You can't one say anything of, bad. Here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's he one of my <laughs> NBA writing idols. So, but yeah. I, I, I found the Dream Team book a little dry. Like, I wasn't as into the Dream Team book as I was into his other, his other stuff. And you know, I wonder how much of that is just a difference in access. And yeah, was, you know, ostensibly he's behind the scenes with the Dream Team, but I'm guessing Michael Jordan is a little more reticent to, you know, reveal yeah. his life than say Steve Nash is. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't disagree, but. 
I'll let you say it. I'm not going to. I know, I know, I know. I don't want to put you on the spot, but yeah, no. I think the book is. I think the. I. I mean, I tend to try to read like every NBA book that comes out, and it's certainly a. You know, it's a, it's a good entry in you know amongst NBA books. Um, but I would say like if you only have to like do one dream team thing, seek out the documentary, the other dream team about the Lithuania team. That is the most fascinating uh, story. While we're talking about the Olympics, shout out Vince Carter for the greatest dunk ever. Not the elbow dunk, but completely erasing Frederick Weiss from oh, yeah. justice. <laughs> but did you, someone wrote a nice long piece about that guy recently. Did you see that? Where like basically that guy's, like that dunk ruined his life. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that like, yeah. It, it like makes me sad. Like, <laughs> I used to enjoy that dunk as much as the next person, but now I'm like, damn, that like ruined that dude's life. Uh, I got a shout out. Let's shout out the uh, Coach Nick at the B-Ball Breakdown network he did a nice uh, video breakdown of why the sixers will be the most fun team in the nba but uh check it out it's a 10 minute video it's a really good breakdown of uh some of the new players and check out all the b-ball breakdown that's videos. an interesting topic what's going to be the most fun team see i would wager if westbrook stays with the with the thunder it'll be the thunder oh yeah and i also think this your your sons i think will be will also be enjoyable and my lakers that's the i was honestly i think the Lakers like they were the most fun team at summer league and I, I, th- I think that's going to, you know, it's just Summer League. On the other hand, basically their entire core was on that Summer League team. So I, I genuinely think they're going to be one of the most fun teams. And then the Wolves. And the Wolves. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry. Of course, the Wolves. Although, I don't know, with Thibodeau. Yeah, Tibbs is certainly a, an open question for now. I think it's going to be tough to put much of a, a lid on Carl Anthony Towns and Chris Dunn, though. That's true. Yeah. That's do you think true. they make the playoffs? Oh, absolutely. I do. I mean, the West has gotten a lot worse. I mean, I don't think... I know we... You had your take segment. I'm going to shout out Carl Anthony Towns as a top five player in the NBA next year. Whoa! Yeah, no, we... In Whoa. our in our little seven seconds or less, like, we, we, we talked about, like, I think one of them was AD or Cat, and you said Cat, and I think it's no contest, like... AD is very injury prone. Like AD, that's true. He's, 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 he's not durable. And I mean, frankly, we all we made a mistake. We overrated Anthony Davis's defense. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's true. You know, we put him up on this pedestal, and and now we're knocking him down and putting Carl Anthony Towns on that pedestal. And I I think that's the right decision because I've never seen anything like Carl Anthony Towns. I genuinely have never seen a player like this before, especially as a rookie. But the fact of the matter is that Anthony Davis just isn't the defensive difference maker we thought he was. I, I, the idea with Omer Asik being in the middle was, I think, solid because Anthony Davis is best just kind of patrolling on the perimeter and like trying to chase down block shots. He's not the guy who should be in the middle. Um, so I guess that's my beef is with us as an NBA community and you know maybe not giving Anthony Davis the the time that he needed to to see what kind of player he really was going to be because now next year people are going to be like oh Anthony Davis isn't that great and he's going to put up one of the best offensive seasons by a big man that young that we've ever seen and people go oh he's the he's the greatest like yeah I I feel like he's the kind of player that we're going to go back and forth on and we're never going to balance out because we we jumped the gun I, I have a little worry that we're doing that with Carl Anthony Towns. Not not that he won't be that, but sophomore year, I don't know. I, I'm worried. I'm worried about the Timberwolves of people expecting too much from them too soon because the West is still not. No, dude, not the West bad. is not good. Like the I mean, there's no good. There's like Golden State, San Antonio is going to be worse, but uh, they'll be better than they'll be better than Minnesota. But they're not going to be great. Uh, Clippers, Clippers. Will be, Clippers will be worse, uh, but they'll be better than. 
team. Yeah, but OKC will be way worse. And the Wolves might be better than them. And then you have Utah, and you have Portland. Portland, I don't think is like, I think Portland way overachieved last season. So, I mean, I think it's pretty easy for the Wolves. Dallas, Dallas is not yeah, not Dallas, anything. Dallas. Memphis, like I mean, everyone loved Memphis Memphis's off season, but I didn't love it. I think all their players are injury prone, and so I think it'll be close. I think it's going to be easy. I think they they will. I think they will be uh, easily in the playoffs. Ooh, easily? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, we'll see. I'm I'm suspect. I'm right. suspect because I think I think Houston makes their return. Uh, shout out to someone who gave us an iTunes review. That oh, was nice. That was nice. Did we pay them? They did, we didn't pay them, we but I was, I was going to say that from now on, do they get a shirt? They do not get a shirt. <laughs> so we're going to actually pay people to give us iTunes reviews. Uh, but we looked into this, Andrew, and you can do that as long as they say that they were paid to review the podcast. Oh, really? We yeah. won't get kicked off. I actually anything. prepared. I'm going to pay someone to write this. Uh, <laughs> and here, I'll, I'll run this. I'll run the script by you guys. Uh, All right. This is what I, this is what I'm going to pay them to say. Look, I was paid to review this podcast, but actually, I'm. I want to give my dollar back because it was <laughs> incredible. Uh, listening to this podcast renewed my faith in humanity. If humans can make this podcast, what else can we do? Thanks, John and Matt. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How much are we paying someone that? I think I could get someone to write that for a dollar on MTurk. We'll see. Oh, okay. I might have to up with the $2. All right. Maybe two. Let me know. Send some of that T-shirt money. <laughs> That's it. That's the cycle. If you buy a T-shirt, it just goes into uh, iTunes reviews. See, it's, we're just building, guys. We're just yeah. building. Shout out Fox Sports writer Dan Carson oh, as we're yeah. talking about oh, T-shirts. Great. Um, oh, yeah. He has the greatest J.R. Smith shirt that has ever existed. It's the Pipe Strikes Back. It's incredible. Oh, that's right. That's right. He made a J.R. Smith shirt. We should, we should talk. We should talk about this. Uh, he was on our podcast indeed. talking about J.R. Smith, and he made it. He he actually went through with it and made a J.R. Smith. And he gave me one. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. It's the great. Empire Pipes Back, right? Yep. Empire and Pipes Back. all proceeds are going to the J.R. Smith uh, Family Assistance yep. Charity. Yeah, nice. So well, make sure way to make us look bad. I'll, I'll beef with Dan Carson giving your proceeds to yeah, charity. Being a good guy. I, John's no, giving I, us proceeds. To I himself. absolutely agree. Yeah, no, I mean, I love Dan. It, this is America. Yeah, embrace on. capitalism. Yeah, take yeah. the money, take the money, and then buy iTunes reviews with it. Come buy on. shoes. <laughs> take the money, buy iTunes. Yeah. yeah, come on, this is America. Buy, buy online, buy online acceptance. Buy <laughs> yeah, um, but if you want his shirt. Go to at the Dr. Carson. Oh, yeah. You should just follow him on Twitter. Yeah, Literally Twitter. a medical doctor. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He is. He uh, he saved my life. All right. Uh, all right. That's all I got. I mean, I could beef with another podcast sponsor, Casper Mattresses, but uh, <laughs> 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 my wife and I got a Casper mattress. Oh, for real? Yeah. No, they like we live in university housing or faculty housing. And so they gave us a new mattress. Like, here's a new mattress with the whole we bought a new mattresses. It was a Casper mattress. It's freaking awful. We uh, had to, we we had to, what we had to do is we had to take our futon, like our, like shitty visitors mattress for like people who come stay with us. We moved the futon over the Casper mattress because it was so bad. So oh my god, so fuck Casper the- mattress. <laughs> Shout out futons. Yeah, <laughs> buy a futon. Hey guys, you ever heard of a futon? We're sponsored by futons. <laughs> All right, sponsored by our old futon. Good, yeah, the, our guest room futon. Good enough for males age eighteen to twenty two. Good enough for everyone. All right. <laughs> We will never have a sponsor. I want to beef with every podcast sponsor because I oh hate them all. God. What about Squarespace? You got beef with Squarespace? I don't know. I do got beef with Squarespace. All right, I made a website. It where I made it with uh, Wix, and it was <laughs> free. 
Squarespace makes you pay. I made it with Wix. It's fine. What are you guys doing on the internet that you need such a nice site, right? <laughs> I got my site. It's, I'm a professor. You can go there. You can look at my classes I'm teaching, my research. You know, that's all you need. <laughs> Andrew, thanks for coming on. Do you have anything you want to promote? Yeah. Anything you want to tell the people about? Uh, no, just, you know, foxsports.com. It's um, not necessarily the fox that you think, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of good basketball coverage. There's a lot of good. Yeah. There's a lot of good, good everything. WWE also a lot of football. Yeah, um, I, I, that would be maybe the one thing I would promote is the. Uh, I'm while I do oh, love yeah. the NBA and it is will always be my first love. Um, I loved wrestling as a kid. I've gotten back into it as an adult, and I now produce the Fox Sports Wrestling Compadres podcast. If you're a wrestling fan, I know there's a lot of intersectionality between wrestling fans and NBA fans. Uh, check it out. We're trying to get better every week, and I think uh, it's a pretty good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's With hard. Carlin, it's it's hard to get Bay. better every week. Uh, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, one last shout out. Yeah. I got a shout out. Andrew Lynch's shoe game. Oh, nice. Oh, oh look, he, you got guys, oh, guys, man, we, folks, uh, folks. Let me do right my now, Joe Biden wearing, folks. Folks, this are guy. you wearing the Steph Curry's? He's right now. And Andrew Lynch is wearing multicolored. Uh, they look like. Like a like I don't know like uh, like like Barbie. People have design. been calling them Suicide Squad Steph Curry. Oh, oh yeah, 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 which yeah. is it's true. Um, they're the Northern Lights. Actually, he wore them on Christmas, which was weird because they're they're pink and purple and green and blue and very much not Christmas. Nice, nice. What's your favorite pair? What do you got? What, what's your like like? All right, tell us your collection. Either gold foam posits or and it's cliche as all hell, but flu game Jordan Twelves. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking at pi- buying a pair of my first pair of Jordans uh, in the next in the coming week. Oh, really? So, yeah, when nice. I get paid for this this thing I did, spend that money on some <laughs> Spend that money, yeah. My wife is super happy about it. Yeah, yeah. We got we got the newborn son coming. We got up. the newborn son coming up and uh, yeah. sleeping on a futon. Sleeping but, uh, on a futon. <laughs> but we got a pair of Jordans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not gonna tell her about it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on again. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Until next week, keep hooping. Keep hooping. Have you ever been to a volcano when it was erupting? You're now listening to Super Hooper. Hey, a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hooper. Super Hooper. That's what you say, bro. We just form a fucking wall. Super Hooper. To be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. That's terrible. I got rid of all my pants at the end of the year because I was like, I'm gonna get all new pants next next quarter, next fall quarter. For Wait, teaching. so what says you don't have pants? So I don't. I I honestly, I thought I had a pair of jeans, and I can't find them. And I'm like, oh no, like, what am I gonna do?